He's Henry Gomez, an ad agency strategist with over 26 years of experience. And he's Howard Eibach, a former copywriter and creative director and the author of two books on the creative brief. And together, we're the Brief Brothers, having an ongoing conversation about creative briefs, briefing, and advertising. Well, we're back, Howard, and we have another uh, classic creative review episode. Um, we found this list of top 100 ads. They're actually TV spots. Is they're they're not ads. I you know uh, I think it's uh, Ad Age said that the greatest ad of all time was the Think Small print ad for Volkswagen. And while you might have a different opinion than that, I, I think that it's not fair to say that ads are only TV spots, right? But in this particular case, um, there are 100. TV spots on this list and um, you know some of these we've seen before some of them we haven't seen before but they're all pretty good and pretty noteworthy so we're looking at them and, and kind of giving our own takes on them and uh, in this case you brought three to my attention from the list and um, we start out with uh, this one which is from the Thai Health Promotion Board and the agency is called it, the agency is Ogilvy, and um, let's let's take a look at this uh, short film uh, that uh, for this Thai Health Promotion Board. Well, Howard, what do you think of this? I think this is one of the best anti-smoking TV spots. I'm going to guess it's maybe part of a campaign, but it's one of the best anti-smoking persuasive arguments I've ever seen in a, what is it, about a minute, minute and a half? I forget how long it was. And I think it's even, it's, I would go even further and say, it's not really a TV spot. It's not really an ad. It's really the, uh, 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 an example of a great persuasive argument. Now, you know, I guess the best advertising is a great argument. It's an, an argument on behalf of your brand. But what I loved about this is that it was an example of how to set an example. It was, you know, hidden camera, a kid, a 10, eight or 10 or 12 year old kid comes up to a smoker and asks the smoker for a light. And, and we watch what happens. And the ones that were captured on film started to give the kids a little hard time, a little bit of a lecture, after which, of course, the kid hands the smoker a canned, a pre-produced note 
which is part of the campaign, which I think, and help me out here, Henry, I think it says something like, you you pay your you care more about your what, about what me the, yeah you care about me but why about not your how about yourself what about yourself right this reminded me of a conversation that i was listening to on the way back from a recording session that i i went to way back at the beginning of my career uh the creative director and the associate creative director and i just a, just a copywriter i wasn't a junior copywriter i was just a copywriter Drove from, the, from Milwaukee. I was working for an agency called Hoffman, York and Compton in Milwaukee. The creative director was Tom Jordan. We drove down to Chicago where he had started his career and record, had a recording session for a radio spot that I had written that eventually won a, 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 an Addy Award, by the way. And on the way back, we spent the whole day after they're recording the spot. We, on the way back, the associate creative director and Tom Jordan were just bantering away. And the associate creative director said to Tom, said, I'll bet you can't come up with an advertising idea right now that would persuade a child uh, to eat, eat their vegetables. And Tom said, I, I, yes, I could. He said, they're in the case, he's driving, he's driving the car. He said, yeah, I could. And he said, and he wrote, he came up with a line and I, for, I forget exactly what the line was, but I was so impressed sitting in the back seat because it was a pretty darn good line that he just came up with off the top of his head. The point I'm making here is when you can get someone to do something, because that was the point of the app, can you get your kid to eat vegetables? That was the point of this conversation. If you can successfully come up with an idea that will do that, you're going to change behavior. That's what this is. This is about. It's not really, well, that's what I call them public service announcements. That was so impressive to me about this. This really made me stop and think, what would I do in that situation? That's why I think it's so powerful. Yeah. I, so I think there's a couple of things going on here. The, the hidden camera aspect of it is, is one. I think we all have kind of that um, voyeuristic streak to us. Like that's why Candid Camera was so popular and successful. You put somebody, you know, in a comical, absurd or terrifying situation, it's, real people like there's nothing like the real drama of real people reacting in the real world you know to take it into the commercial world and we've talked ad nauseum about burger king burger king did something at 10 12 years ago called the whopper freak out and they put hidden cameras in a burger king restaurant in nevada where you can film people first and then get their consent later and and they put these hidden cameras and then people would order the whopper and they would either tell them there was no Whoppers available or they would substitute. They put a Big Mac in the bag instead of a Whopper. Or they did all these different stunts and the people would freak out. They'd be like, what, what the hell is this? Like, and it was like this uncensored, you know, true reactions of consumers. And it was, uh, it was a, basically a deprivation exercise, right? Like when you're craving something, you think you're about to get it and then they tell you you can't get it. It, it elicits a reaction. So I, I think that, there's this genre of advertising where we see people really psychologically reacting to some sort of stimulus, whatever it is. And that makes us think about how we would react ourselves given that situation. And in this particular case, as you mentioned, this is about behavior change. And I think you also mentioned, you know, this is probably one of the best anti-smoking ads. You know, I, I was, 
never a big fan of the, you know, the, the work that was done, you know, for truth and all that, you know, attacking corporations, attacking executives, you know, making them the bad guys. You know, I, I'm a believer in you're an adult, you make your own, your own decisions. You know, there's a lot of products out there that are bad for us, particularly if done in excess. Um, you know, it's arguable that cigarettes don't have any redeeming value whatsoever, where some other products might be dangerous, but do have redeeming value. But in any case, we're all adults. And I, and I kind of, and I, and instead of shaming people or like try to bat, beat them over the head over it or making, uh, corporate executives into bad guys, this one really kind of makes you think about, you know, the morality of these people all are smokers they all felt and you could see them uncomfortable when the kid asked them for a light that it's immoral to give a kid this thing but if it's immoral to give it to a kid why am i giving it to myself and that's the whole point of 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 the ad so i i you know i think it's it's really powerful because there's, and I think it also works at a deeper level and maybe I'm reading too much into it. I'm being too much of a strategist, but it also, in, in my mind, makes you think of when you were a kid and, and mm-hmm. say, you know, what if I were a kid that never tried a cigarette? Like, how would my life be like this kid? I'm trying to avoid him doing something that I now concede is a mistake. And the other, to me, fascinating part about this film, and it's really layered, is that all of the people that were at least the ones they highlighted, they all had concrete reasons for why smoking was bad. Like it wasn't just, oh, you shouldn't do it, kid. It's bad for you. Like they had like, you know, you know, it'll make you look old, right? It'll, which I've noticed, you know, you look at beautiful women that are smokers. It makes them old in a premature yeah. fashion. You know, it's yeah. just not good for you, for your skin. Um and then, you know, the, it's bad for your lungs. Like they, they gave concrete examples of why this is, uh, why this is bad. So it, it goes to show, you know, this is an addiction, you know, cigarettes are, mm-hmm. are addictive. And in order to break the cycle of addiction, you kind of have to hit rock bottom. You know, we've all heard that phrase and maybe for these people, maybe none of them quit smoking after that, but maybe for some of them, it made them really think. And that could be the thing that says, you know what, this sucks. Like I, even if I have considered giving the kid a light, like what kind of a piece of shit am I? Yeah. You know, this creative director I was referring to Tom Jordan was the one who gave me some advice that I've never forgotten. Actually, we've talked about one of two pieces of advice. He was the guy who told me to draw the circle, but never complete it. The other thing he always told me, which is an, an old saw kind of a saying, he said, advertising must be invasive before it can be persuasive. And that's what this does, not for us, although it does work for us, but for each of the people who were highlighted in the, in the hidden camera. It made them stop on their tracks. They put out their cigarette, but they put the message in their pocket. So mm. it, was a good, it was a good campaign or a good yep. spot. What's yep. the next one? The next one, I believe, is um, Barbie. Barbie. I think yep. it's it's uh, this spot for Barbie, and we'll play it right now. This is from BBDO in San Francisco, and uh, let's play it, and we'll come All back. Right.
is Gwyneth, and I'll be your professor today. And I will be talking about the brain. Hi. Hello, I'm your veterinarian today. Are you kidding? Nope, I'm Dr. Brooklyn. See? Okay, doctor. Oh, here, let me see. Good morning, everyone. I'm your new coach. My name is Maddie. Nice to meet you. I had the most fantastic day in the office. You'll never believe what happened. I got that new business I wanted. Have you ever seen him fly? Have you seen him what? Fly? No. My cat can fly. Okay. The dog's brain can't think as much as the human's brain because there's no high school for the dog. <laughs> this is Peter, the Triceratops. Peter is one years old. The T-Rex, Sally, is 1,002,252 years old. Knees <laughs> up like a unicorn. Higher, higher. I've been to New York, Transylvania, Pennsylvania. We can think and do lots of stuff with our brain. Now, does anybody know how big the brain is? Anybody? Sophia. It is medium. Medium. Very good. Okay, so this was another short film. This is about two minutes. I'm sure it could be cut up into 30-second TV spots, probably was. Um, what do you think? I believe the title of this was Imagine the Possibilities, if I'm not mistaken. Um, um, yes. Of course, that, that's not what we see. I don't think the viewer sees that, but that's the title of the spot, and that's what I really loved about this. Um, it put these young girls in unexpected real life situations that startled the people who were there to either engage with them like the veterinarian or to learn from them like the lecturer who's talking about the brain and other situations as a way of saying, well, wait a minute, let me think about this for a minute. And, and then of course we see that, that the girl is imagining this because she's playing with her Barbie doll. But, you know, the question is, is she or, or isn't she? And, and that's what I think is so powerful about this spot because it, it asks the question, well, why not? And I think it sends a, 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 reinforcing, uh, a reinforcing message, an empowering message to the girls and probably to the mothers who are gonna be seeing this spot and who would be making a decision to purchase the, the Barbie doll after being bugged by the youngster for the doll, if we understand how the purchase process works. So I thought this was a really powerful and empowering message. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I, I liked it as well. And, and, you know, when you look at it, you see, oh, it's, it's BBDO San Francisco. It's like, what is this <laughs> going to be? And, and, and because here's the thing, right? Like, I think Barbie, um, you know, certain circles probably has a bad reputation, right? It's mm -hmm. this, it, it's very um, gender specific. It's, it's very, it's an old toy that's been around a long time from a time before women were as liberated as they are now. And uh, on the surface, you could say, well, playing with Barbies is something that probably children in the 21st century shouldn't be doing, or girls in the 21st century shouldn't be doing. They should have role models as college professors and veterinarians and and uh, museum uh, guides and whatever it is, soccer coaches. 
And so what I think it does is it brings those two worlds together, right? Like mm -hmm. this old school Barbie, like how you play with dolls, right? Which is something that is frankly universal across human cultures is girls playing with dolls and, and marrying it with the contemporary world that women face. And so that really it's kind of like Lego. It's like the limit is your imagination. And so if the girl has a Barbie, the Barbie is just something that represents maybe her as an adult. And yes, if you take it in the wrong direction, it could be all about beauty and about superficial things, but it can also be whatever the girl wants it to be about. If it's about the human brain, if it's about veterinary science, if it's, so I thought it was a really right for the moment um, message. And I believe this was from 2015. So it's, relatively current um right. you know seven years a long time in advertising but i would say it's even more appropriate now where like all of the, everything is being debated and torn apart in society things that you know used to be wholesome and good are no longer and like barbie's kind of part of the fabric of america and i think it kind of gives a new vision for barbie of yes girls can play with barbies and also be inspired to do things with barbies and it's not just that oh barbie and ken living in the dream home and driving the corvette but that barbie can be a college professor or yeah corvette. exactly exactly good stuff so what what's our last spot is uh bear or it's called yeah it's called bear and it's for john west salmon and i believe the agency is good old leo burnett Let's, let's take a look at the spot. At the river mouth, the bears catch only the tastiest, most tender salmon. Which is exactly what we at John West want. John West endured the worst to bring you the best. All right, Henry, I guess, you know, what I like about what we've reviewed so far today is that two of the three spots, we're doing three spots, two of the three spots are for actual products. You and I are really big about how important it is to build creative ideas around everyday products. Okay, Barbie might be a little bit outside of that, but it's still a product that is available in a store. And so is this can of salmon what did you think of this spot you know this it, it's funny because i think this is from the late 90s and this is a, a spot that made the rounds like in or the early part of my career and you know it still gets a chuckle out of me um you're watching it and at, at the same time i'm watching it i'm cringing because i could see people saying it's not funny a guy's fighting a bear it's not you know that <laughs> you know lighten up lighten up francis you know <laughs> it, it's not real no animals were harmed in the filming of of, of this salmon commercial but right. but it's it's funny because you know, you take the bear, the bear is an expert in salmon, right? Like that's what bears in, in the Northern climbs live on. Like when the salmon <laughs> run upstream, they catch all this bear and they get ready for the winter, you know, <laughs> by putting on fat from eating all this salmon. So I just think it's funny. And the, the guy fight, you know, um, uh, we talk a lot about the entertainment value of advertising and how do you yeah. take something as mundane as salmon from your grocery store and entertain people so that 
when they're walking through the aisle, they kind of remember it because, oh, that's the one with the guy fighting fighting the bear on, on yeah. the side of the... Excuse me, Mr. Bear, is it true that you were a subject matter expert on salmon? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I mean, yes. I mean, I never thought about it that way, Henry, but that's really true. What better, what better expert could you turn to on salmon than a bear, uh, you know, other than the humans who love salmon as well. Again, when I first saw this spot, and it's been a while, I, I, I obviously remember this from way back when, but going through this list that you sent me, it's been a long time since I've seen this spot, and I laughed out loud. It, it reminded me of what our buddy Bob Hoffman and buddies Bob Hoffman and Paul Feldwick kept talking about, and you alluded to just now, about the entertainment value or make us famous. Whether that was the objective or the brief for this particular uh, project, who knows? But the results is, is what, we, what we look to. It's an unforgettable, memorable idea that will stop you in your tracks. And if you're trying to sell a can of salmon and you've got some serious competition, I don't know. This is going to do it for me. It also, you know, we see humor is almost, it's not the only tone ever used in advertising, but humor is used by a lot of brands. And I think it's appropriate, especially when you're not saving the world, right? Like you're just selling salmon, right? So, and then if it's, and then when you have a certain, when you can lock the market on a certain type of humor, that can mark a campaign you know, you know, you can make it campaignable. And, you know, here, it's not just that the guy's fighting the bear. It's that the bear fights like a human, like he gives him a karate <laughs> kick and he, you know, and, and, Muhammad and, Ali shuffle. Yeah. Like he, he gives him the rope of dope. <laughs> so that that's what makes it funny. I mean, if they had made, if they had fought an ultra realistic fight with the bear, it wouldn't have been funny. What made yes. it funny was that the bear was boxing like Muhammad Ali. Right. So, right. There's a guy in a bear suit, but you know, it didn't, it didn't take away from the impact or the fun of the spot. Yeah, it was, it was really smart and it was a way to set the product, the brand apart. And that's what they're trying to do. How, you know, as my, as my former creative director, Tom Jordan uh, said, be invasive and then you can be persuasive. So I think it did a great job. Yep. Good stuff, Henry. Good stuff, Howard. He's Henry Gomez. And he's Howard Ibach, And together we're the Brief Brothers. Till next time. Bye-bye.